0: the goal here at Boost Health. Welcome to episode number 16 of the show. I am Paul Sandberg, the founder of Boost Health and your host. I'm a certified strength and conditioning specialist with the NSCA. I have a bachelor's degree in human biology, a master's degree in business administration, and I've been working in the wellness and fitness industry for over 19 years. In each episode of the Boost Health podcast, we discuss a new topic, And cover the entire spectrum of wellness concepts, including fitness training, inspiration, nutrition, biohacks, and wellness products. And give you some actionable tips that you can implement in your personal health strategy. Each show is only about 20 minutes long, so you can get caught up on past episodes easily if you're a new listener. Now, my philosophy with this podcast and with Boost Health in general is to be open-minded and try new things preconceived notions shouldn't get in the way of wellness strategies that could be a real difference maker for us. Have you ever tried a new wellness tactic that surprised you and how well it worked? Those are what we are trying to uncover here. The show is definitely growing as new subscribers and downloads are coming in. So thank you for telling a friend, family member, or colleague about the show that you think might enjoy it. Another way to support the show is by visiting the website at myboosthealth.com and clicking the Amazon banner at the bottom of the homepage, and then doing some shopping. When using the Amazon banner, you'll get to check some shopping off your to-do list, and then Boost will get a kickback, so everybody wins. One last thing that would really help the show, please take a few minutes to subscribe to the show, rate the show five stars, and also leave a written review of the show in iTunes. You can actually do it right in the podcast app on your smartphone. Announcements. The first batch of Boost Health performance apparel is produced and has been arriving at doorsteps. You may have seen some of the gear as I've been putting up lots of pictures this week on Instagram, Facebook, and Strava, including the strength gear, cycling gear, multi-sport gear, and casual wear. Now, if you didn't get to put your order in, don't fret. We'll actually open the shop again sometime this summer. I'll keep you posted on the podcast and in the newsletter. And speaking of the newsletter, if you haven't signed up already, go ahead and sign up for the weekly boost newsletter on the homepage. There is a simple way to do it. Just scroll down on the homepage and enter your name and email into the form. So you won't miss any boost health news. All right, now on with the program. Episode 16 of the boost health podcast is titled Five ways to maximize workstation ergonomics. Be healthy and productive. I just got done putting some KT tape on my left knee. It's pretty sore and I'm not exactly certain what the culprit is. There's not a lot of research backing the use of these therapeutic tapes, but there is some evidence of increased proprioception. I feel a slight added stability when I wear it on an injured area as well. Now, I injured my small toe on my left foot a few weeks ago, so perhaps I've been compensating and changing the way I walk and stand to put less pressure on the toe. I also stand at my computer workstation quite a bit, and this could be part of the problem too. Even though I've had ergonomic training and have been implementing good ergonomic strategies for myself for the last 12 years or so, I still catch myself slumping over and leaning to one side. I think it's just human nature. The body will get tired in a particular position and subconsciously make a change, even if it's to its own detriment, ironically. An article on NBCNews.com mentions how desk workers will subconsciously adjust themselves to fit their workstation, such as leaning forward to see their screen better, or raising their chair too high, or reaching for their mouse. Ideally, the worker's station will be set up around them versus the other way around this recent knee tweak that I got started me thinking that perhaps I'm not as good as I should be with my setup and posture and habits at my workstation. In an effort to check myself before I wreck myself, I dove into the latest ergonomic research and landed on five ways to maximize efforts in this area. Number one, avoid long periods of sitting. When I first started standing at my workstation, I was so excited and proud of myself that I could stand the whole day. I would proudly tell my colleagues that I stand all day long and I would encourage them to try standing since all the evidence of sitting all day is not healthy. For example, a 2012 study in Diabetologia found that sedentary behavior, such as sitting at a desk most of the day, significantly increases your risk of diabetes cardiovascular disease and overall causes of mortality. The problem is that standing all day long is not good for you either. So number two, avoid prolonged periods of standing. A 2018 study in the American Journal of Epidemiology found that prolonged periods of standing at an office workstation can cause reduced reaction time, a poor mental state, And overall body discomfort. Now, this wasn't just some quick little study with five people. This was a 12 year study with more than 7,000 office workers. I think the key word here is prolonged. Also, according to a 2015 article on CNN.com, Alan Hedge, professor of ergonomics at Cornell University, said standing too long can cause a variety of problems, including back pain and varicose veins. Now, I do stand and sit at my computer workstation, but I probably stand too long and I don't pay enough attention to timing or variation. Number three, try 20, eight, two. Professor Hedge says a good formula for success at your workstation is the 20, 80, two rule, each half hour. With this 30 minute time breakdown, you would be sitting for about 20 minutes standing for eight minutes and moving around for two minutes. This sounds like a really nice method to keep from getting stuck in one position or another for too long. Now, most of you know already that I'm a protocol junkie. And as such, I think I'll try setting timers on my watch for 28 and two minutes each half hour until I can make this a habit. I think having timers set all the time would be a little bit unrealistic and quite possibly annoying. It seems this could just be a habit you get into a groove with. You could just make note of what time it is each time you sit down for work, hop up in about 20 minutes to a standing position for about 8 minutes, and then move around for a couple minutes. This is only possible, of course, if you're able to quickly transition your workstation from seated to standing relatively easily and quickly. The good news is that setting up your workstation, even standing workstations, doesn't have to be fancy or expensive. It does need to be correct, though. I will share some easy hacks on setup shortly. First, you should be aware, if you're not already, how important correct ergonomic setup is. Number four, understand the importance. According to the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA, an average of 95% of an office worker's day is sitting in front of a computer. About one-third of lost workdays due to injury or illness are caused by poor workspace ergonomics, causing musculoskeletal disorders, or MSDs. MSDs account for more than $15 billion, with a B, in U.S. dollars, in workers' compensation costs. And proper ergonomic setup can increase productivity on average by 11%. Now, I say, of those four statistics, let's be part of the fourth and final statistic in that bunch. I like the idea that a good ergonomic setup can make us feel significantly more productive as well as reduce pain, injuries, and healthcare costs. It intuitively makes sense that proper setup at your workstation makes you more productive since you'll be spending less time trying to get comfortable or shaking off the nagging pain in your neck, shoulders, back, and hips. Number five, know your proper ergonomic setup. So what does proper ergonomic setup look like? OSHA has a very nice e-tool for ergonomics that includes what good working positions look like, the components of a computer workstation, checklists, and more. One quick rule of thumb for good ergonomic setup is the same one I use as a cue when teaching my clients an exercise, 90-degree angles. When sitting, you should have 90-degree angles in your ankles, knees, hips, and elbows. When standing, you should have 90-degree angles in your ankles and elbows. More specifically, I will break down good ergonomic positioning for your entire body in both seated and standing positions. We will start from the floor up, so beginning with your lower body and moving to the upper body. These are the specific cues. Feet. Flat shoes or no shoes. Having a shoe that is flat to the ground is critical. I know this isn't super popular with the ladies and their high heels actually some of the dress shoes i see for men have quite a high heel on them as well the problem is that posture and ergonomic positioning starts from the ground up and if your feet are not flat to the ground then it sets off everything else as we're one big kinetic chain this would be a kink in our chain if you will from the very beginning throwing off the entire rest of the body Perhaps one option would be to bring flat shoes to work to wear most of the time, and you can switch to your high heels if you need them for a special meeting or something. Also, there are good dress shoe options now that are flat to the ground. In fact, I recently purchased a very nice pair of Hugo Boss dress shoes called the Pegaso. Uh, They're flat to the ground, but they're still a beautiful dress shoe, and I'll share a picture of them in the blog if you're curious. And actually, there's going to be pictures of the ergonomic positioning as well, so If you're interested in going into detail on the specifics of the show, you should uh, check out the blog and, and see all the pictures. And your feet in the seated position should be fully supported by the floor or a footrest using the footrest if the desk height is not adjustable. And standing, your feet should be flat to the ground and hip width apart. Your knees. If you're in a seated position, they should be at hip height and you need to keep the back of your knee off of the chair. In a standing position, your knees should be under your hips with a slight bend. Moving up to the thighs and hips. In a seated position, they should be approximately parallel to the floor and supported. In a standing position, they should be at hip width apart underneath your shoulders and you want to be in a braced neutral position. Moving up to your back and core. From a seated position, you should use the lumbar support or the lower back support in the chair. And in a standing position, you want to be in a braced neutral position, uh, basically keeping a slight flex in your abdomen and back. Moving up to your arms, whether you're seated or standing, your arms should be relaxed at your sides and there should be a 90 degree bend at your elbows. Uh, Your hands, wrists, and forearms should be parallel to the floor and in line with each other, and you should be able to float your hands over the keyboard and mouse, basically pivoting at your elbow. Moving up to the shoulders, basically the shoulders should just be relaxed, not shrugged up or rolled forward. And finally the head, your head should face forward and stay level and a good trick is to make sure that your eyes are in line with the top of your monitor. So that's the basics on your ergonomic setup for seated or standing positions. It's not super complicated stuff, it just takes a little bit of practice mostly to re-correct yourself into the right position. I wanted to give you some standing workstation hacks. I think a lot of folks think that you have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to get yourself into a standing workstation, but nah, that's just not true. Now that you know proper ergonomic setup for your computer workstation, I'm gonna help you create a standing workstation with stuff around your house or office for zero dollars. Starting with your desk or table, you'll need to build up two different levels. One lower level will be for your keyboard and mouse, and one higher level for your monitor. Now you can see examples of this uh, in the pictures in the blog. In the first picture you'll see, I've actually stacked two chairs from our kids' table for my keyboard and mouse. These create almost a perfect 90 degree elbow bend, and I'm able to float my arms nicely, pivoting at the elbow. Then I set the monitor on a second level, which is sitting on top of a small stool and another one of our kids' chairs. I didn't say it was going to be pretty, You'll notice that the monitor is at a great height with my eyes in line with the top of the monitor. I can assemble and unassemble this in about two minutes. And say that actually works pretty well for the two in the 28-2 rule we discussed previously. And as you might expect, this is not the style of dining room that my wife prefers, so I'm sure to take it down daily, but as mentioned, it's a quick and easy job to do. And another example, and again, you can see pictures of these in the blog, you can see that I'm using a desk as a starting point. On the lower level for the keyboard and mouse, you can see I'm using suitcases and some books to get my arms to float at about 90 degrees. Now this is a bit fancier, I will admit, with the monitor installed on the wall. That said, elevating the monitor onto various household items would have worked just fine in this scenario too. I realize not everyone works from home, but you can replicate this type of modification at your workplace. It would be wise, of course, to check with your facilities team first. Perhaps you wanna have the ability to sit and stand at your workstation without stacking baby chairs on top of your dining room table. Well, there are tons of great options out there. Some are super fancy and expensive, such as desks that raise and lower on a whim to your height specifications for seated or standing work. There are also thrifty options that work with most desks and tables, Uh, And I'll show you an example in the show notes and blog of one that has gas springs and they raise and lower the monitor and keyboard independently. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, it's really important to have those able to be adjusted at different levels because of course your hands are going to be lower than your monitor. But I see lots of these ergonomic design desks that don't have different levels for your monitor and and keyboard. I take umbrage with a table that moves up and down without separate levels for a keyboard and monitor because as mentioned earlier, the keyboard and monitor will need to be at different heights to create proper ergonomic positioning. Summing up. So what did we learn? Don't sit too long. Don't stand too long. Remember to move around a bit too. You can try the 28-2 rule each half hour to make sure you don't get stuck. Also, remember the 90 degree rules in your ergonomic setup and that you want to minimize any kinks in your kinetic chain. Wear flat shoes or no shoes. And finally, remember that a proper ergonomic setup doesn't have to cost a fortune. You probably have the tools you need to improve your ergonomic setup available right around you. Thank you very, very much for listening to the show. Really appreciate it. I'll be back next week discussing a new wellness topic please subscribe, rate, and review the show in iTunes. You can follow my workouts and Boost Health updates on Strava, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also visit the Boost Health website at myboosthealth.com for links to everything along with more motivation and information. And until next time, find your balance.